Welcome to another episode of the Money and Business Hero podcast, where we talk about the three pillars of financial success, money mindset, money management, and money making. My guest today, Amol Singh, is a stock market trader and a high-paid consultant in the trading and investing industry. He's launched Live Traders in 2015, where he has coached and trained over a thousand traders and investors, many of them very successful today. And he's the author of Prepping for Success, 10 Keys for Making It in Life. That gives us a ton of things to talk about. Welcome to the show, Amol. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, great to have you. Let's start with your story. How did you become a trader? And from there, how did you find the your success keys? Yeah, definitely. So I started trading in uh, college. You know, I went to college in London and uh, we had a one of those degrees where you have to have one year of work experience before you can graduate. So in that time, I was applying for like a lot of different internships and saw a lot of my friends get great internships, great jobs. And I, I just wasn't able to get in anywhere. I applied everywhere, just did never get a call back. So I said, okay, I have to do something this one year. Uh, you know, I have to show some sort of work experience. So I started, you know, reading a lot of books on the topic of trading, investing, taking a lot of courses, a lot of them online. Uh, and then doing that, I met one of my my business partner now. So he was my mentor. He was teaching for a company and I took one of his courses, started trading with them. Then the company said, hey, why don't you join us and trade our money and we'll take a percentage, to, but you can trade our money. So at that time, that was the best deal ever because I didn't really have any money. So they gave me their capital. I was trading for the company and uh, giving them a percentage of everything I made. Uh, so that's how I started in my trading career. And then I did really well with them. So they said, hey, why don't you come in and coach our new hires, the people we're hiring for the company? That's where I got into coaching and training and, you know, in, in, or early on in that company. And then 2015, the company got bought out. So that's when I decided to start my own thing. So I contacted my... Uh, you know, mentor, I said, Hey, you know, why don't we team up together? We'll start this thing together. I'll handle the business side. You can do the teaching and everything. I mean, I'm your case study right here. It absolutely works. So that's how we teamed up. And then we started uh, live traders. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the success so far. Thank you. And now you also wrote a book about general success, not just that's not about trading the book, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, so the book has nothing to do with trading, although the concepts will apply to, you know, you know, trading as well, because um, a lot of the things are very similar. How you do something is how you do everything. So a lot of the things apply in uh, general life. So for me, you know, I was struggling with mindset. That's the only reason I wasn't making money in trading, because, you know, you get greedy, you have fear, you have no discipline. It's very hard to make it in the business without that. So I worked on myself a lot, you know, hiring coaches, myself, mentors, going to seminars, going to workshops. So I spent a lot of money on myself, hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably millions now. Uh, but I know that a lot of people can't spend or ha don't have the time even to go to all these workshops. That's kind of why I put everything I've learned in the book. So there's 10 keys. Can you give us the 10 or maybe the three most important, whatever? Works? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the most important one is integrity, You know, which is do what you said you're going to do and then do it when you said you're going to do it. You know, like that changes everything. So a lot of times, you know, people say, but Anmol, you know, I'm a person of integrity. And I'm like, okay, when's the last time somebody called you and he said, hey, I'm busy. I'm in the middle of something. Let me call you back. And then you never did, right? Or maybe you run into old friend from high school uh, somewhere in the mall or the airport. You're like, hey, good to see you. We should totally catch up. And then you make no effort 
to catch up with them, right? So that's then they were saying things that we don't mean. So what happens is when you say things you don't mean, then, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, then how do you expect others to believe in you? How do you expect the universe to believe in you if you don't believe in your own word? So that's the number one success key is, you know, mean what you say. Make sure you pay close attention to every single word that's coming out of your mouth and you mean it. Otherwise, you don't say it. And uh, that's what a lot of people do. Oh, I'll start this from Monday. And then Monday comes, you don't do anything about it. Right. Oh, it's the 28th of the month. Let me just start from the first of the month. And then you then you don't start on the first. Then you're like, well, it's already December. I'll start from January. And we just keep doing that. And we never actually do anything. We never get the success. So that honestly, out of the all the 10 keys, that is the biggest key is to mean what you say, do what you said you're going to do, and then do it when you said you're going to do it. I totally agree. I'm sure that makes a big difference if you go into, if, if you start doing that. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you did every single thing you said you're going to do and you did it when you said you're going to do it, like how much the quality of our life would be so much different, you know, if you took action. Absolutely. I think actually one of my mentors says discipline is doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. You know, whether you feel like it or not, you got to do it. You know, like I, I didn't, I don't feel like working out, but I, I do it now. Right. Because, because as you get older, you got to work out. You got to keep yourself healthy. So whether I like it or not, it, it's a necessity now. So, yeah. Absolutely. So integrity is number one. Yeah. Integrity, number one, uh, that is the foundation of every single thing because without integrity, I mean, nothing else works, right? I could give you the best strategies, the best tool belts, uh, but if you don't do what you said you're going to do, then everything falls apart. So that's like the foundational element of success. And then as we go further on, the next step, similar to integrity, is taking action. You know, a lot of people get stuck in the learning loop where they read one book, then they go to another book, then they go to another book, then they listen to one podcast, then they listen to another podcast. So they're just stuck in that loop where they're just watching things, learning things, reading things, but they don't actually apply it. So I would rather people read one book, right? Read or maybe listen to one podcast, and then now let's apply it in our life, right? Let's apply it before trying to learn more information. Because a lot of time people think, you know, oh, but I'm getting more knowledge. Not really. Right. Knowledge is when you can apply what you've learned. Right. It's applied knowledge and your life demonstrates that you're applying it. Right. There should be evidence in your life showing that you're applying that information. If there's no uh, evidence showing that, then it's not knowledge. It's just information. You're just getting more information and it's not going to do any good. Information doesn't work without you working for it. Right. So that is also the you know second success key is stop getting stuck in the learning loop and start applying and, you know, that's why every single chapter in my book, it ends with, here's three things you need to do first before you move on to the next chapter. I don't want you to move on to the next chapter until you do these three things. So that ensures that people are integrating and applying what they're learning and reading rather than, uh, you know, you probably have friends too, right? You have friends that are like, oh, yeah, I've read 30 books this month. Or, you know, people brag about it. I've read 20 books. Did you read that book? Did you read that book? I'm like, but your life doesn't show that you're doing all of that work. So what's going wrong here? Because that's we're not doing it. So I think that that's the second success key out of all the others. So you're saying uh, knowledge alone is not power? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's just it's just more information, yeah. right? There's a difference between information and knowledge. Knowledge is when you can actually do what you've learned, when you can show proof of your in your life that you've done it. Great. So actually get less information, but take action on it. 
Absolutely. Because the information turns into knowledge after application. Without application, information remains as information. It's just like Google, right? There's a lot of information, but what good is it if you don't do anything with it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great. So be uh, uh, in integrity and take action on it. What's next? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, after these two, once you've got the integrity piece, then you take an action on it, right? The other thing is just burning all the boats. I personally believe in that. Like a lot of people talk about plan A. Okay, what's the plan B if this doesn't work out? So when we start doing that, unconsciously, we're already admitting that plan A is not going to work because we already have plan B, plan C. Well, if we can do this, we can do that. So I never think about plan B, plan C until I have exhausted every single option on plan A. So pick one direction and we just test everything, test it, improve it, fix it, make it better, optimize it, tweak it, keep doing that until we've exhausted all options before we even think about anything else. I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that incorrectly where they're thinking about what if this doesn't work? What's the next step? What's the plan B? You're already negative thinking. It's not going to work, right? You already put it out in the universe. If you're spiritual, you believe in that. You already put it on the universe. It's not going to work, right? So now it goes into your unconscious mind. So if you're un then your unconscious mind starts saying, well, if this person doesn't believe in it, then, well, what's the use of it? It's not going to work. If you don't believe in you, how do you expect your clients to believe in you? How do you expect your customers to believe in you? How do you expect your friends to believe in you? Nobody's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So I think that kind of ties into that grit piece, right? You have to be, you have to have that grit. You got to keep going. You got to keep improving, tweaking. And uh, Carol Dweck talked about it, the Stanford professor. She talked about it in her book, uh, mindset, right? Uh, so she talks about the growth mindset, where if something goes wrong, rather than again, me and my business partner sometimes, you know, argue about this, because he's more like, oh, this is not going right. Or, you know, this is dropping, or this is not going right. I'm like, that's, that's great. I know that. But what are we going to do about it? That So we need to train our mind to not just look at the problem all the time. But what are we going to do about it? What's the solution? How are we going to fix it? How are we going to move past it? So I think just always training your mind. So anything that goes wrong in your life, okay, how did I cause it? They take responsibility. How did I cause it? What could I have done better? What could I do to fix it, right? And then if you notice that there's a lack of integrity, like there's a break of integrity where you said you're going to do something and you didn't, rather than apologizing and saying, oh, I'm not going to do it again. You know, Sorry, I'm not going to do it again. Don't do it because you are going to do it again. We all do it, right? So rather than apologizing for it, what are you putting in place to ensure it doesn't happen again, right? So what are you putting in place? So for example, you know, I was uh, in a period where I was not working out at all. I was really unhealthy. You know, I was not working out. And uh, I kept saying, oh, the same thing. I'll, you know, I'll go from Monday, you know, and then I'll go from next month. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, today I just really tired. You know, I'll go tomorrow. But rather than kept saying that, I said, okay, here's what I'm going to put in place to ensure it doesn't happen again. I hired a trainer right? We fix the time. Every day at 12 p.m., he comes sharp, right? And he'd be like, hey, I'm here. And the gym is the same. You know, I have the gym right here. I, I just go and work out. So now that he's here, it's forced accountability in a certain aspect, right? There's he, He's just here. Now I can't say, oh, go back. You know, he's here. So then you end up working out. So I put things in place. I mean, I have a guy whose only job is to call me on Monday at 2 p.m. And he's asked me, okay, what are the three things we're working on this week? Okay, great. Let's put it on the calendar at three. Okay, this we're going to do it at three. So I don't talk about things like I'm going to do this one day. I said, okay, when are we going to do it? Wednesday? Okay, great. When on Wednesday? 2 p.m.? Great. Let's put it on the calendar, right? So like 
extreme accountability with yourself. I think that's really, really important uh, to achieve success. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I totally agree. For the other seven uh, keys, please read the book. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I think a book has a lot of you know great information and uh, everybody reads it at its own pace. It's a very short book. I think if somebody sat down, they could finish it in two hours. Because my goal with the book is not to give you more information. You already, we all really know. Like if you read a two, three personal development books, you already know what you need to do. You already know what's needed. for Everybody knows it. But common sense is not common practice. Right? We don't actually do it. So that's why my goal with the book is not to give you information. It's a very short book, but it's packed with, okay, let's do this, 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 this. Yeah, I totally agree. The problem most of the time is not that we don't know, but that we don't do what we know, right? Absolutely. Great. Now let's get into the trading part. Uh, you said you started with lots of mindset problems, and I think most traders do that in the beginning. So how did you fix it? What's the mistakes people make and what can they do against it? Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to trading, it's two primary emotions like fear and greed, right? And then research has also been done that trading releases the same hormones of dopamine, serotonin, the same ones you get when you are gambling, you know, or you're doing, you know, illicit drugs, cocaine, or if you're having sex, it releases the same hormones, dopamine and serotonin. So now imagine as traders, we do that every day. So we get those, you know, we have to control that hormone uh, spikes. We get hormone spikes ups and down. That's where traders make bad decisions where a stock is going down and they just keep holding. Maybe it'll come back up. Maybe let me buy more. You know, and they just keep losing more money or they get greedy. The stock is moving up, but they never sell it because, oh, maybe it'll go up more and then it comes right back down. So those are the reasons why most traders lose. And I was doing that. I was or I was, I was actually getting too out too quickly. Like, you know, I would get into a trade. Let's say I get into a Tesla stock at 200 and I said, OK, I think it's going to go to 300, but it goes to 210 and you get out because you're like, oh, let me take the profit. So that scarcity mindset. So for me, I had to fix that. And the way I did that, I mean, again, going back to foundational element of success, integrity, do what you said you're going to do, do when you said you're going to do it. And then next step would, I would create a trading plan, just like a business would have a business plan in trading. You need to have a trading plan. You need to define when you're going to get in, get out of a stock before you get into it. Because once we get into it, then our primal brain takes over and we can't make any good decisions because now we are married to that bias that we had on the stock, right? We start believing in it. Uh, so I think that's one of those things is to work on your discipline, right? Uh, doesn't matter if I think the stock is going to go. My plan was to get out here. I will exit. So I think those are some of the things that I had to work on myself for um, and just, you know, learning to calm your emotions. I mean, if you're risking millions of dollars every day, your heartbeat is, you know, it's, it's going up and down every day. Imagine looking at your account. It's like minus 100,000. Plus two hundred thousand. I mean, that can really affect your psychology every day. So, learning how to just it be unemotional, right? Just logical decisions based on data, based on statistics, remaining objective. That is kind of the biggest uh, focus that I had to work on myself. Okay. So, what did you do, or what do you do now? Do you have any rituals to get unemotional? Do you like meditate before it, or what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great technique I teach. It's called G-U-A-L, which is once you take the trade, you get up and leave, <laughs> you know, let the trade work. Like once you've taken the trade, you've done your work, right? You've placed your, let's say, target. You've placed your exit points. Just just walk away. The more we stare at the screens, the more 
we start getting into our different part of a brain and the primal part, that's where the, you cannot control your dopamine hits. Uh, and then, you know, then you make a bad mistake. You lose a lot of money. It feels like somebody punched you in the stomach, right? Uh, that feeling, I don't know if anybody's felt it before, but it's a it's not a great feeling. So I think controlling that and controlling, uh, having risk management in place, making sure one trade is not going to ruin you, right? It's okay to take a small losses. I lose all the time, right? But you lose small amounts every single time. So you have the staying power to last in this business so that when you win, you want to try to win bigger than your average loser. So that ratio is the biggest thing. So for me, example is, Let's say uh, let's say I take ten trades or ten investments, right? I lose on five of them, let's say, right? But if I lose, let's say a thousand dollars each on five of them, I lost five thousand dollars. But on the five of them that I won, let's say I made two thousand dollars each, so I made ten thousand dollars. So net net, I'm still up five thousand dollars. So that is the biggest thing people need to realize. So I could lose, I could take a hundred trades, I could lose on sixty of them, but as long as the forty of them that I win on are bigger. That my average loser, I'm going to be profitable. So I think that ratio uh, is the biggest thing people need to understand. It's trading is more about statistics rather than what you think the stock is going to do, what the company is going to do, what the CEO is going to do. I don't look at any of that. It's just the charts. Okay. So you don't look at all at fundamental analysis. Is that a good company? You just look, is the chart right for me now? Yeah. Because in you know fundamental analysis is only helpful when it comes to long-term investing. Right, so believing in a company you're going to hold for five, ten, twenty years, then then you have to know if it's a fundamentally sound company. But when it comes to trading, I mean, if you're getting in and out every few days, fundamentals don't really matter, right? So because fundamentals take a long time to play out. So you you and we all know great companies that their stock is still going down. We all know horrible companies their stock is still going up. So fundamental analysis is not really helpful, right? Because it's telling you the opposite of what is actually happening. So uh, I think technical, the price action, that's the only objective thing because fundamental is all subjective. We think this is a good company. Anytime you say we think, that's subjective analysis. That's what you think. Mm -hmm. Other people might not think that. But when you look at the price action, the chart, that's that's right here. It's objective. There's no questions about it. So I think that's why I trust the technicals a lot more than fundamentals. Do you do, what, like, what term do you trade Minutes, hours, days, weeks. What's your time frame? Yeah, so I have two different styles of trading. So I one of them I call income producing, and the other one I call wealth building. So the income producing style will be where I will do day trades. I might be in and out every few minutes, every few seconds, right? Uh, and then I will uh, also do swing trading. Swing trading is when I'm holding a stock maybe for a few days, few weeks, right? Getting it. Let's say I got into Tesla today. I might hold it for one week, two weeks, and I'll get out. But that's swing trading. So that's income producing, meaning that's what I use to pay my bills, to live off and all of that. But then I take percentage about roughly 10 to 15% of my whatever I make from trading. And then I invest it in the stock market. And that's long term that I don't look at. I just let it go. So that that's called wealth building. So that's how I, I kind of do all different styles of trading. I think it's really important for uh, everybody to do both. And at the live traders, you teach both or you teach the income producing? So I, I mostly teach income producing just because, uh, you know, investing is not, it's not that hard. Like, you know, just take a percentage of your income. Don't even pick stocks. I tell people all the time, if you have a job, if you have a business and you're not doing this full time like I am, don't even try to pick what stock you're going to buy, right? Just take a percentage every month, automatic. Take a percentage every month of your income, automatically just keep putting it by the stock market 
buy the Nasdaq, buy the S&P 500 and just do that because every market has always been higher than where it was 10 years ago. Always. Right. So if you do that, then typically, you know, if you're adding every month in five, six years, you're going to double your money, assuming a 10 percent type of ROI. So I think that is what people need to understand because that's passive. Anybody can do it. Trading is more skill. You have to actually learn. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you have to. So it's more like a sport. You got to, you know, really practice. Awesome. Great. So, yeah, I think that's a good plan. Uh, just put some money away every month and buy some ETFs in S&P or NASDAQ or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Now, uh, do you only trade stocks or what do you think about cryptos? So yeah, I, I don't uh, trade crypto, but I, I do invest in crypto, uh, but I, I don't really, I'm not a big believer in the traditional cryptos like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. I think in my opinion, cryptocurrencies like the early stages of internet, right? So first came out AOL, that was the leader that started everything, right? Then came faster, better technology, MSN, Yahoo, now the biggest are Google pretty much. So I think Bitcoin is the AOL of the crypto industry. That was the first one that started everything, right? But eventually in 10 years from now, I don't think it's going to last. Uh, so I do invest in cryptocurrencies, but I invest in a smaller one called Algorand, uh, Algo. So the reason I invest in that one is, A, because it's actual, it's not hype, right? The actual things happening. You can, there's real estate websites where you can invest in real estate, actual physical properties using cryptocurrencies. Uh, FIFA World Cup, right? They use Algorand as their official cryptocurrency. Uh, and then there's another company, TravelX, that's doing airline tickets, NFTs on Algorand. So I'm looking for which crypto is actually going to be used in the real world, right? So I do invest in it, but that's not something I get in and out. I, I do the same thing every month. I buy a little bit of Algorand and uh, just tuck it away. I think that's, that's smart to use a crypto that uh, is actually used yeah for something um and you're i think the second person telling me uh the, about bitcoin that you think it's going to not be the standard because it's like the first mover um, yeah there's no inherent demand right in bitcoin because uh you know like what's the the demand only comes if you can use it now bitcoin is really expensive to do transactions in if i send you money on bitcoin it might take you 30 minutes to actually get it so real financial institutions will never use bitcoin they're not going to wait 30 minutes for to see if it's going or not going. And plus, you have to spend so much money to do a transaction in Bitcoin. In Algorand, it's 0.001 transaction cost, the cheapest cryptocurrency. And it's 3.7 seconds rather than 30, 30 minutes, right? So that's uh, that's what I look at is what can banks actually use to power the underlying financial systems of the world. But I think we're still very, very early on crypto. I think uh, it's... a uh, it's a five-year thing. If you have a five-year timeline, I think that's going to be a really good one. Five years. Well, that's not that long. <laughs> yeah, not that long. Technology is moving really fast, right? We saw AI. I mean, things yeah. are moving really fast today. Absolutely, they are. Right. Now, with all the trading and dealing with uh, millions and hundreds of thousands up and down every second, how important is money for you personally, Amor? I think money is really, really important for me, uh, not just because for myself to make more money, because I think it's selfish if you don't make money, right? Because the more money you make, the more you can put back in the world, right? The more you can invest in other people's, other people's businesses, you're buying stuff, you're creating employment, right? You're, you're, you're contributing to the economy, you're paying more taxes. So you're contributing to the world. That's how I look at it. So the more money I make, the more contribution I can make to the world.
Awesome, great. Now, what my favorite question over them all, <laughs> what's your best wealth building tip for our audience? My best wealth building tip is what I just said earlier is like automatic, take 10% of your income every single month. Don't think about what you're going to buy. Don't think if today, should I buy today? Oh, maybe the market's going to come in. No, automatic, fifth of every month, 10% should automatically go. You should not even look at it. So almost count that the money's gone. Don't look at it. Just put 10% every month and five, 10 years later, you'll really thank yourself. You'll be really happy. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Please, everyone do that. And now one more thing I just thought of. Um, would you recommend people to go into trading or would you say don't do that? So I, I would say, you know, people can definitely go to the uh, website livetradersguide.com or livetraders.com. Once they make an account there, it's free. They'll get a free introductory video course, which is two hours long that I taught and then also get a guide. I think once they watch that, they'll get a pretty good idea of whether I should do this or not. Because it's not for everybody. You know, it's definitely not for everybody. I think you need to have the dedication, the curiosity. Like you want to actually want to learn more. It's, you know, I'm really curious about the markets. I love learning more about it. So I think uh, you need to have that. You need to like the market, number one. Uh, but I think once you watch the video course at livetraders.com, that'll give you a good idea on whether I should get into it or not. Awesome. Great. And that's the way to reach you if they want to get more support, help, ask you more details. Live trading. Yeah, I think the best way would be uh, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, my username on both of those is Delta90, D-E-L-T-A-N-I-N-E-T-Y. And then that's kind of where they can reach out to me. But if they want to do anything to do with trading, then livetraders.com is the place to be. And the book is available, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for coming, Amal. Thank you. It was great chatting with you. Did we forget anything? Is there anything you would like to add? Uh, no, I think everything went great. And yeah, really happy to chat with you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Great to have you. And thank you everyone for listening. Please don't forget to like this episode and subscribe. And please write a review so other people can find it too and that you don't miss any of the next episodes. Thank you so much for coming. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money and Business Hero podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some value from it. Please take a moment to leave a rating or even better, a review. That helps awesome people like you to find the show and me to produce more and even better episodes. And don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get regular free tips, tools, techniques on how to build wealth and financial freedom, or simply how to improve your financial life in all three pillars of financial success, Join my free Money Hero Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Money Hero. Find the link in the description or find out more on the website moneyheroacademy.com. See you there.